Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, you do appear to be him. I mean, you look familiar. <laughs> <laughs> there was a switch, though. Earlier they, they pulled somebody, but the signatures didn't match, and they pulled that person out and put me in. So today. you're actually his doppelganger. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it turns out there was a little fraud. Plus, they had uh, backdated my birth certificate, so that was a big change. And they also, somebody opened up a 100... Uh, a bunch of birth certificates, and 100% of them were me. All of them were me. So we knew there was fraud afoot. 10,000 of you voted in the election, We did. Some (laughs) of us were dead. That's the weird part. (laughs) On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line going to be open in about 10 minutes from now. At that time, you can call 1-800-795-9565. You can email us now at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Uh, we got a guest on the line, but I uh, want to get some important business out of the way first. The Sunbury Motor Company. SunburyMotor.com is where you can see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. Select the perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. On the Market is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. Two locations, 4th Street Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. Uh, all the information you need to know about that at SunburyMotors.com. They invite you to do as I've done. Go to the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. I've been pumped up with nitrogen. I got my alignment. I got my body oh, work. pumped up all right. <laughs> and I got uh, <laughs> I got some accessories attached to too. I needed a roof rack and they took care of it. And uh, they will I do could use a roof rack as you can see. Well, they, they'll do that to you. <laughs> Monday through Friday 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday 6.30 a.m. You could just show up and make sure that uh, tell them exactly what you want them to do. And, and they have these uh, perfectly formed machines screws that'll make the rack stand nicely on top of your head so you'll be in good condition there. You look like the bucks we saw fighting out front uh, earlier this week. SunburyMotors.com uh, the place to go for your next vehicle. U.S. Congressman Dan Muser on the line 9th District. First and foremost congratulations on the re-election. Yes, congratulations Dan. Well, appreciate that and thanks to everyone out there for their support. Uh, continue to work hard for everyone and my best not to let anybody down and exceed expectations. But good morning to you. Thanks for having me on. You wanted to talk first about uh, the, uh, your salute to, to all of the men and women who have been in our nation's armed forces. So please go right ahead. Well, thanks. Um, you know, we uh, today's a day to honor. Today's a day to thank uh, the million veterans in uh, Pennsylvania and the 17.4 million throughout our country for our freedom. And and our freedom. It's something that we can't take for granted. Um, More than half the world, uh, far more than half the world, has nowhere near the freedoms that we have in the United States. Russia, China, Cuba, uh, so many socialist countries in uh, South America, India, 
um, and here we, we truly have equal opportunity for, uh, uh, for success and for uh, doing the things that you want to do. Uh, we have by far, by far, it's not even close, uh, more first-generation businesses in the United States uh, than probably the rest of the world. So we, we have our veterans to thank for that. It's, it's really that simple. And freedom isn't free. Um, and that's why we have to honor them, because, you know, along with having 17.4 million veterans that have served our country for the other 350 million of us, 25% of them have service-related injuries, um, disabilities related to their service. And we have uh, 850,000 veterans from Vietnam. Um, uh, 2.7 million people served in Vietnam. 58,220 gave their lives. Another 153,000 were wounded. For our freedom. You know, when you see a World War II veteran today, 16 million went to war. Uh, today, there's 325,000 still with us. So, so thank them. Without them, we just, we just would not uh, have what we, what we have today. And, um, you know, we, we can't take it for granted. We have to remember that. Well, I think we tend to accentuate the negative and the division in the U.S., but you're here with a, a, really a message of, boy, look at the positive. Look at the uh, hundreds of thousands of World War II veterans we do still get to talk to and enjoy and, and hear their stories. 850,000 men and women served in Vietnam. I, to tell you the truth, I didn't realize the number was so large. So uh, we tend to accentuate our division, but you're here to tell us that this is one great positive that we might overlook. Well, you know, no question. And fortunately, I, uh, along with being a, the uh, member of Congress for the 9th District, I get to serve on the Veterans Affairs Committee, so I do get to work for our veterans every day. And some really great things have happened over the last four years under the Trump administration. Now, there's always more work to do. I pay close attention to it. Uh, when a veteran has a delayed, uh, too far of a delayed appointment, that, that bothers me. I stay in close touch with the Lebanon VA as uh, well as the Wilkes-Barre VA. And, uh, but we did pass and, and improved upon the Mission Act, which allowed veterans to go to um, uh, seek uh, medical help outside of the VA when, when they should choose to do so. Um, veterans Benefits Act, which took care of late payments for, uh, for schooling. Uh, the Forever GI Housing Bill was really important. Jobs Action. Um, you know, the stories that we heard five years ago about the, some of the real problems at the VAs, you're really not hearing anymore. And, uh, frankly, the Trump administration uh, and, um, and, and legislation in Congress led by the Trump administration uh, is, a, is a big reason for that. Let me ask you, do you think there's going to be another Trump administration? Well, great question. Um, we... Um, what we're seeking right now, and I think everyone should be able to agree upon this, Democrats and Republicans, is integrity of the vote count, right? And, and people have a right to answer, to get some of these uh, questions answered that are not answered yet. You know, why did Pennsylvania, why did the Wolf administration and the Secretary of State accept ballots after the lawful date uh, when ballots need to be in, which was 8 p.m. On, on, on election night, November 3rd? It's been that way for over 100 years. Why, why did they change it? The statute wasn't changed. Uh, the law stated 8 p.m. on November 3rd, and, and they allowed three more days. 
So that those are unlawful ballots. You know, we're seeking lawful ballots. We want everybody to vote, but they still have to be legal ballots. Why did they change the signatures um, or the, the fact that the signatures don't need to match on mail-in ballots? It's always been that way. They needed to match them up. Now, again, we don't want to cast out a ballot, but at least it should go into a provisional pile, and it, it, we should have a bipartisan agreement that that ballot is, is valid. Um, and that's not being done. They just, I mean, I could write Dan Music could put Abraham Lincoln in my signature, and according to the Secretary of State, that ballot would be good. That's wrong. You know, why would our why were our poll watchers denied access? You know, what, what's with this backdating that we're seeing now on ballots that arrive? I mean, people sent ballots were sent out and were, were returned with a date earlier than they were sent out. Thousands and thousands of them. So these are just a few of the questions. Why are there so many people that say they didn't ask for an absentee ballot and they arrived to vote and they were told, oh, you asked for an absentee ballot, so you're going to have to, you're going to have to fill out a provisional ballot. And they say, no, I didn't ask for an absentee ballot, but I'll, I'll, I'll record my provisional ballot. And now they go online and look for the, for the record of their ballot being counted and the record doesn't exist. So now I understand they're still counting provisional ballots, but that means that 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 hundred thousand voters in Pennsylvania and and it's being counted now were not were not accounted for yet. So these are pretty serious questions for voter integrity that need to be answered. And whoever wins after all the legal votes are counted, uh, which I think the people deserve at the very least, um, that will then we will certify the winner. Well, Joe Biden. But, you know the winner. The winner. The winner's not certified by CNN and and the media. Right. <laughs> well, Joe Biden said yesterday that the president is kind of embarrassing himself by refusing to concede the election, but he ignores the fact that Al Gore took thirty days before he threw in the towel. Well, precisely. The only thing embarrassing is the uh, Joe Biden and team disregard for due process and law. Yeah. I think that's embarrassing. If they want to, if they want to build credibility, if they want to build unity, they should appreciate the fact that fifty percent, seventy-two million Americans uh, want integrity in the voting process, and that's that's what we're going we're going to continue to work for. That's what these lawsuits are about. We want those questions to be answered. Even if we that just fine, and Biden wins, so be it. But right now. We have a lot of questions that need to be answered. Even if we stipulated that all these questions and anomalies and, and so-called fraud and, and uh, glitches uh, benefited uh, uh, Joe Biden and not President Trump, President Trump still won or I mean, still lost the election. Are you starting to get that reality as well uh, and, and start to envision a Biden administration and how a congressman user fits into a Biden administration? Well, look. You think about you think about a lot of things. I mean, I, I still, however, think about what we're going to have. We're not going to win back the house, so we had a lot of difficulty getting through things that were in the interest of the vast majority of Americans and Pennsylvanians, which, frankly, is my primary focus. So, as far as I'm con- I'm concerned, what's good what's good for uh, Pennsylvania is good for America. So we um, we're gonna we're gonna continue to work uh, as uh, bipartisan as we can. It's the only way we can get legislation passed in the House. Hopefully, Nancy Pelosi will not be as wickedly, and I, I don't mean that in terms of her being wicked, but as severely um, 
as severely partisan as she has been, uh, for, you know, for, for the purpose of politicizing pretty much everything uh, in order to uh, not permit uh, the, the president to do as well as he, as, as he could have done. Well, it's certainly, no blow- we yeah. it's certainly no blowout in the House. When I looked this morning, there were still some races to be decided, but the Republicans were pushing well, over 200. Was it 201, 202? Probably you're going to pick up about seven, five or seven more seats, right? So it's going to be right. pretty close. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be, within, uh, it'll be within 10, 11, 12, uh, come the end of the day here. Some really c- close races still being uh, reviewed and, and um, analyzed and getting all the votes in, including uh, veterans or, or uh, our servicemen and women overseas. And those votes haven't been counted yet, and they certainly tend to uh, will go with um, Republicans. Well, from what from, so, from what you know of the makeup, would you say that the Democrats elected to the House were more of the mainstream type Democrat, or are they uh, more of the left extreme left wing? You know, are they likely to stick together? Well, there's no question that in the areas that we won, it was the moderate Democrats, or as moderate as you can get these days in Washington, uh, that lost. So, um, which is fine because we largely did, we didn't have their vote largely either, but because they followed Nancy Pelosi's lead, which which the Democrat caucus tends to do. But we, um, uh, yeah, I, I think that the left will continue to make all the news and um, lead the uh, the legislative route. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has already stated that HR one, uh, which is a federalization of the elections is going to be reintroduced again as H.R. 1. I mean, that's that's crazy. I mean, it really is. I mean, they want the federal government to rule how the states and counties run their elections um, with all kinds of universal ballots and, and all. That's just, that's just it, it can completely not how it should be. So that's just, that's just for starters what they're planning. Um, we, we certainly need to keep the Senate so we can, um, you know, have that firewall there uh, if uh, if there is a, uh, a Biden presidency. Uh, but but so far there hasn't been one state. So far, um, uh, former Vice President Biden has zero states certified. So the idea that he's being referred to regularly as president-elect is um, uh, is media. Uh, it's very sad. It's media manipulation. He's projected uh, president-elect. There's no argument about that, but uh, you're right. right. I, I've read the Constitution a couple of times. There's nothing in there about AP picking the winner about four days after right. the election or whenever it happens to be. Uh, what, what do you think hurt the president most? Was it, you know, sort of his outgoing, bombastic, uh, uh, you know, persona? Or, you know, may, maybe the idea of uh, painting Joe Biden as a socialist just didn't stick? I know it did stick with some folks, but uh, not with everyone. What do you think hurt the president? President the most. Well, you know, you heard the saying, it's, uh, it's business, not personal. It seemed in this election for many who voted for Biden that it, it was personal, not business. Um, the president's policies gave us the best economy in, in 100 years in Pennsylvania and elsewhere. Uh, he's, he loves America. Uh, yeah, he's not your, your, your typical uh, president. Um, he's uh, very uh, motivated to get things done. He's very blunt. He's very honest. Uh, I find him to be uh, terrific. I've gotten to know him personally. 
Um, he's the same person uh, away from the podium and the camera as he is in front of it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he was, you know, wasn't he wasn't playing along. Uh, the media couldn't control him. Uh, he was certainly trying to drain the swamp, which for many, that's their business. That's their livelihood. Uh, he was not catering to special interest. I mean, you know, you go in certain parts of the country, big farmers running ads against him regularly. I don't think they have uh, recently. Uh, but in Washington, you know, telling him he's backing socialist policies because he wants to bring down the cost of pharmaceuticals. The president is fighting for the for the people. He's not fighting for the special interest, and and many um, many had a problem with that. And then the media hated him to no end because they threw a rock. The president threw back a bigger rock, and very sadly, they've stated things that many were in, particularly in those heavy media areas like the suburbs, like the cities that had. Got it, got it constantly. Um, thought that you know that that he was he was what the media said he was, uh, just an awful you know racist, um, misogynist. I mean, every terrible thing they could possibly say about him, they would say on a regular basis. Liar, you know that, that's just. I mean, Joe Biden. Joe Biden has been dishonest with the American people for over forty-seven years. It's documented. All right. Well, I mean, thank you. I, yeah. Top of his so, law uh, class, three yeah. degrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Congressman Muser. Really we appreciate the check-in. You got oh. an open mic here anytime. Again, congrats on re-election. Yeah, congratulations. Thanks yeah. for your analysis. That, that's great. Yeah. And, and again, we, we have to remember, let's make today about our veterans. Let's everyone thank as many veterans as we can. And God bless them. And again, we, we, we have to, I thank them for our, our freedom and for our great country. Uh, in spite of our shortfalls on occasion, um, uh, America is going to stay America, and we'll add a big we'll add a big amen to that. All right, Congressman, thank All you. Right. Yep, thanks for checking thank in. You. Ninth District U.S. Sure. Congressman Dan Muser, right. Dallas, Pennsylvania. We appreciate him uh, checking in uh, today. Promise. We took more of his time than he's, he was well, very yeah. generous. He promised with us. us ten minutes from a clock that started at eight thirty, but uh, <laughs> he kept saying yes to the next question. So that's uh, his call. All right, so we appreciate that time. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. We do have emails and texts into Congressman Keller. We hope to hear from him in the weeks ahead if he would uh, be so kind as to call into our show or he's been here in person a couple of times so we'd like to hear from him 1-800-795-9565 we will be right back no need to search high and low for the best holiday bargains they're easy to find at Sunbury Motors Kia At Sunbury Motors Kia, all prices are clearly marked with rebates and discounts. See the sticker and know the savings. SMC has 27 2021 Kia Sportages to choose from, and they start at just $23,490. Kia's all-new midsize sedan, the Kia K5, starts at only $23,746. And it's now available in all-wheel drive. And listen to this. Sunbury Motors Kia has 23 of the hot new 2021 Kia Seltos arriving this month. Reserve yours today. This small all-wheel drive crossover starts at 21793. And remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. The best holiday bargains are easy to find at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see dealer or go to kia.com. There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. <laughs> yes, 
And that's funny. Mike Pompeo on the microphone yesterday asked how he's preparing for a Biden administration. Says, yes, there'll be a smooth transition to another Trump administration. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of fantasy going on in Washington, D.C. these days. 1-800-795-9565. After one of the cogent common sense calls from Cindy yesterday, one of our best listeners and most distant said... If there's a recount election, I will cast my vote for Cindy. And that's from Larry G. in Texas. So, so we appreciate that. Cindy has a fan in the Lone Star State. <laughs> Probably more than one. All right, we got one caller waiting and another one coming in. Uh, Eric, uh, you get the three-minute limit. we got a caller uh, standing by. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. And a big shout-out to all the veterans out there today. Um, myself uh, and my 80, almost 86-year-old uh, retired commander, Navy commander, uh, Dad Merle, and four generations of my family are leaving in about, oh, in about time I have to hang up the phone, to go down here in Port Trevor to St. John's Cemetery, where we're going to be um, uh, have a military celebration by Ron Hoover and, and the boys from the veterans uh, of uh, VFW and American Legion Seals Grove are going to have a ceremony down here. So uh, God bless our veterans and uh, things they did. Um, Current, current count in Pennsylvania is uh, now 48,000 ahead for Mr. Biden and growing. Um, just, just, just facts, boys. Um, my last uh, comment is going to be this. Um, I'm sorry. I did not find it funny at all, your guys' opening jokes about uh, insinuating you know, different things and finding it funny that, that there's still uh, people being accused of uh, falsifying things here in Pennsylvania. I didn't find it funny at all. I have a sense of humor. I might find it funny if yesterday and the day before the current President of the United States was not taking very dangerous steps with the oversight of our own military, um, firing the uh, Defense Department Chief, uh, Secretary of Defense, and firing several other uh, leaders, uh, firing the one person who stood up to him and said, no, Mr. President, we are not going to use U.S. troops to interfere with lawful assembly of Americans. That person was fired yesterday or on Sunday. And, um, Who's that? Esper? That sends a very, very dangerous message, I think. Uh, well, the but I'm willing to hear uh, your guys' opinion. The dangerous message is that all cabinet secretaries serve at the pleasure of the president. Pleasure of. Doesn't mean they have to love him or he has to love them. They serve at his pleasure. Well, if he's work. no longer pleased, they're gone. Well, plus, yeah, they work <laughs> for him. Uh, yeah, let's the see. words what are it? serves uh, at the pleasure of the president. They, they were and resignation. you find no significance in the fact that this is the one person who stood up to him and said, Mr. President... We are not going to use troops against our own citizens. And Harry you find Tr no significance in that? Harry Truman fired Douglas MacArthur, I'm one of the most popular... Question, you find no significance in that? No, I don't. <laughs> well, that's okay. obviously okay. why he got fired. Because, first I'll of all, add, no troops... You as one more person on Fantasy Island. No troops, no troops were sent to do anything. No American troops were sent to an that's American exactly city. That's exactly right, because the Secretary of Defense said he was not going to because allow... Because the President did, just talked about it. He talks about a million things. He doesn't do them all. I mean, you're saying, oh, why my heavens, you talked about it. Every time the President says something that, that uh, is frightful or, or harmful to the United States, you say he's just kidding. Why is it that I'm way? I'm not saying he's kidding. I'm just saying he was talking. I didn't say... You the word kidding at all. You're putting words in my mouth. I said he talked about sending troops to the American cities if the disorder continued. He never ordered it, and no one ever said that he did. And one other note here, uh, Eric, uh, one of our good listeners sends a note and says, Esper was fired, yes, but uh, Kosh Patel, Devin 
Nunez? Uh, yeah, not Nunez. No, uh, s let's see, where is this? This is, so it's kind of jumbled here. Anyway, the other three leaders from the Defense Department all resigned before they could be fired, so they were not yet terminated. So we would just want to be clear on that and their key undersecretaries in defense. Another one of our listeners says Esper was also in charge of warp speed, and they did not deliver a vaccine on November 2nd, as was hoped. So that might be one other reason. Eric, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. God bless America and all our veterans. <laughs> yeah, ways but well said. Our <laughs> Holy smokes. Our, that, our that, current that, president that. is is uh, now shaming shaming well, uh, the service these veterans did. I could Thank you. I agree Happy with you up until day. that last sentence. <laughs> oh, he's always he's shaming everybody. Shaming well, or embarrassing. Mike, you get a minute, and then we're going to have to extend your time after the top of the hour. Okay. Uh, well... Then I'll start with the fun, what I think is funny. You know, Joe Biden says he's he's concerned about President Trump's legacy. You know that Trump is tarnishing it right now. I think Joe Biden should be more concerned about what the next word that might just come out of his mouth might be. You know, with some of the crazy things, the misspeaks and the and the misrepresentation of facts. I mean, I, I'm concerned. Okay, I really am that we elected someone that has serious mental problems. And this is no attack on Joe Biden, but I think that's just the reality of the situation, and, and I am concerned. And then the other thing that I'm very serious about is we have a, a country right now when you know half of the people or more do not have faith in our election system, okay? Now, Democrats always say, well, people are concerned. We need to look at that. Well, right now, we have a problem with our election system, and that should be looked at, and we need to straighten it out before the next election so that people can have faith. And that's my serious point. And I do have other things I would like to discuss, particularly the accusation that Joe belongs on Fantasy Island, and I assume <laughs> that includes me myself. Well, call back after the break, and we'll give you more time, give you the rest of your time. But we will send. Okay, thank you, sir. Thank we you. We will send the plane in the meantime. The so. plane, the plane. All right, you're listening to On the Mark. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Matt thought that was funny. He laughed out loud. I could hear him through the glass. So even with the mask on, uh, we appreciate you listening. We got open phones uh, coming up in the next hour. Lots of texts and emails awaiting. This is WKOK Sunbury, 9 a.m. Good morning. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is the next door for me. He plays a conservative Republican, President Trump supporter on the radio, but was first to recognize weeks and weeks ago the president is toast, he said famously. And guess yes, what? I did. The president <laughs> is toast. Well, he's at least golden brown at the moment, so <laughs> instead of orange. So, uh, yes. Uh, and they, somebody actually in the media called uh, Joe Biden. Biden projected 
president-elect. I mean, you know, it's just projections that put him ahead. There's no actual confirmation of all these votes yet. I thought that was interesting. Anyway, on the Mark Sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company, please check him out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is now open. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about the president, his disinterest in uh, leaving office, uh, the search that we should all care about for anomalies, glitches, uh, frauds, uh, any crime that has occurred or anything that uh, could uh, falsely benefit any candidate or uh, falsely injure a candidate that's in the race. So, And the president's still holding on to that. And Mike Pompeo's helping him out as we uh, played one excerpt of Mike Pompeo's remarks from yesterday. Uh, So call us now, 1-800-795-9565. Of course, we had Congressman Muser on in the first part of the program. And we also uh, did our salute to, to veterans. So we invite you to call in, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at and text us at 70236. We would love to hear from you. Some brief news headlines. Another record for a new set of COVID-19 cases Tuesday, and there's 59 New Valley cases. In their update, State Department of Health confirmed 4,362 new statewide cases. That's a new record. And those are individuals who had tested positive for the pandemic in one day. And that brought the total to over 238,000 in Pennsylvania have contracted coronavirus since the pandemic began. The death toll was up a few yesterday. Uh, hundred, uh, let's see, where's the death toll? Over 9,000 yesterday is the death toll in Pennsylvania because of coronavirus-related uh, complications. Uh, country covered in Lewisburg closed today through and including Friday. The restaurant posted on their website uh, that three employees tested positive for COVID-19, so they decided to close for safety reason, for the safety of their staff and customers. They'll be cleaning and sanitizing the restaurant and completing their contact tracing. Local hospitals have seen an increase in the number of COVID-19 cases around here at Evangelical Community Hospital right now. They were down into the low single digits for a time. Now they have 13 coronavirus cases. Kendra Ocker, president and CEO, says despite the low numbers, there's still a lot of community spread that's happening out there. And as we head into the holiday season and more and more of us contemplate gatherings, you have to be careful because the spread is real. Hawker says the numbers tend to spike in northeastern Pennsylvania first, then that spread moves to our area. We have more about her remarks so recently at WKOK.com. In a stunning upset, Republican Stacey Garrity has won the Pennsylvania State Treasurer's race, the first Republican to win the office since 2000. Her campaign announced yesterday it's the first time an incumbent Democrat has lost a statewide office in Pennsylvania. Since 1994, Stacey spoke with incumbent Treasurer Joe Torcella, who conceded the race a Tuesday, and you said he spent millions and she spent a couple hundred he thousand? Spent, uh, he spent $2 million on the race, and she spent 250000 but she went to almost every county in the state, did a lot of door-to-door retail politics, as I call it, and it paid off. Okay. Well, and she was on a Sunrise interview on WKOK back in the, like, weeks and weeks ago, you right. know, explaining why she'd be the better treasurer in Pennsylvania. Well, and that, that and the Auditor General, both now Republican, and I think they're going to hold the governor's feet to the fire 
are with this insane spending. It makes it more important to see who emerges from the interested individuals from being the governor of Pennsylvania. The Republicans are going to have uh, Republicans are going to have a fighting chance again in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and untalked about. I and think you it, know Eugene De Pasquale lost too his congressional bid. Oh, did he? Okay, yes, I didn't realize lost. that he lost in the long run. Okay, yep. uh, Republican Stacy Garrett, the next uh, treasurer in Pennsylvania. Well, there was a red wave in in the nation and in Pennsylvania that's not getting a lot of attention because of the president and Joe Biden. But, uh, yeah, they talk about all this election fraud and so on, but it's pushed a lot of Republicans over the top in a lot of places. It really did. And, you know, who was responsible for the loss of the presidency? One guy, Donald John Trump. All right. Penn Live is reporting uh, on another day of record-smashing new COVID-19 cases in Pennsylvania. Nineteen Republican representatives met in close quarters on the steps of the Capitol Rotunda, where Joe has been in recent years as well. Uh, they ignored the Wolf administration's public health orders and wore no masks. The group of Republicans was holding a press conference to talk about plans for a legislative-led audit of Pennsylvania's election results, but the uh, 19 Republicans uh, flouting the governors and, of course, uh, trying to stick it to the governor and show that they are not afraid of the coronavirus. So they held their news conference uh, shoulder to shoulder uh, and uh, lengthy conversations face to face afterward without masks. I did see a picture of that, and uh, Representative David Rowe was there, but he was on the far end. He was kind of socially distancing himself from the rest of the group. <laughs> well, you know, people around here have had, you know, everybody knows some who's had COVID, uh, what is about 3% of the people in our audience have had COVID-19. Uh, we've lost some members of our audience because of COVID-19, people who either used to call or we knew that they were listeners to the show. So uh, it, it's a real, real risk around here. And the more we spread it, the more we spread it, and the more people get it. And it's so easy to slow the spread. But if if your main goal in Harrisburg is to stick it to the governor, <laughs> you might, hey, don't wear a mask and uh, stand right next to your good colleagues. Finally, uh, our salute. Veterans and Gold Star families will soon be able to access the country's national parks, wildlife refuges, and other public lands for free for the rest of their lives. The program starts today, Veterans Day, quote, with the utmost respect and gratitude, we are granting veterans and Gold Star families free access to the iconic and treasured lands they fought to protect during this Veterans Day and every single day thereafter, unquote, said U.S. Secretary of the Interior. David Bernhardt in a statement last month starting today entrance fees for national parks and wildlife refuges in addition to standard amenity fees day use fees at national parks and grasslands and at lands managed by the Bureau of Land Management Bureau of Reclamation and U.S. Army Corps of Engineers will be waived for veterans gold star families and others uh, some others according to the National Park Service so there's a positive change from the Trump administration that will be remembered in the decades ahead and hopefully uh, Lots of veterans will utilize that. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. Joe, did you uh, uh, glean these texts? we got so many standing I did, by. but we asked Mike to call back after the uh, break and to finish his thoughts, so we'll let you go. Mike, you're on the mark again. Well, having that uh, ADHD disease or whatever they call it, Mark stimulated my mind and made me forget what I was going to say. <laughs> I heard you say. <laughs> I heard you say, Mark, there was a red wave that occurred across the country that isn't getting much attention. Well, let's, let's put that in perspective. Initially, we were told by the media there was going to be a blue wave. You know, they were going to win the presidency, mm -hmm. take over the Senate, and build their lead in the House, and it was going to go right down to the state levels. So what you're telling me, then, is that there was a red wave that's not getting reported. 
What happened, Mark? Tell us. <laughs> what happened is a lot of congressmen, yeah, a lot of Democratic congressmen lost their seats. Republicans picked them up. Quite a few seats have been flipped. The Republicans looked like, uh, if my estimate is correct, they're probably going to end up with about 207 uh, seats in the House. The Democrats about 223, somewhere in that neck of the woods. You know, so it's going to be very close in the House of Representatives. The Republicans will certainly pick up the Alaska senator seat, which will make it 50-48, and they've got a really good shot at but picking up at least one of the two seats in Georgia. So I think the Republicans will retain control of the, the Senate. Uh, around the country, state houses and legislatures turn from, you know, either increase their Republican leads, as here in Pennsylvania, or they became Republican for the first time. The Republicans now control more governorships, more state legislatures. So, I mean, this really could have been president. It was Trump's election to lose, and he mm-hmm. lost it. Right. Now, that's, that's exactly what I think happen nationally, is I think uh, voters look carefully at the candidates and the kind of policies uh, that have been painted on Democrats, whether they accurately own them or not, is another topic, but they weighed that, and then they looked at the Republican policies. They looked at some of the pure-bred Republican accomplishments that have happened in the past few years in Washington, D.C., led by the president, but they said, okay, well, we like these policies, we think this is great, but you're bombastic, narcissistic, the name-calling, that first debate uh, where the president was the buck and bronco and just wouldn't let anybody speak uh, that hurt him and uh, so I think they said okay fine we like Republican policies obviously you're not the person to lead the nation in any way shape or form so they voted for other Republicans but not him I'll tell you something I would bet too that if he voted for the vice president separately you know, Republican. Uh, you voted Mike for Pence the president. Would be president yeah. right now. No, I'm saying Mike <laughs> Prince would have won the vice presidential race. I think people would have written him in for president. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. And, and Mark and, and Joe, both of you, I, I agree with everything that you just said. However, it doesn't answer the question: is why was the media, the narrative, so wrong? I mean, they say they pride themselves on getting facts, getting it right. That's, you know, that the most trusted name in news, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Yet they were so wrong. Why? I think the polls started out wanting to prove, because you look at who funded them, the Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, they funded these polls, and they wanted to come up with a certain answer. They wanted Joe Biden to look good, so they asked questions. I'm not saying that uh, we're dishonest about the count, but they framed the questions in such a way that they knew Joe Biden was going to be the answer. Do you want a buffoon or sound leadership in the White right. House? Which? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it, it actually came down to a, a vote on personality. Yeah, that, it did. that is exactly when when you talked concisely about Trump, what he did, what he stands for, people said, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you talked about what he says and how he says it, it's no, 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 no. So yeah, Joe, you're right. It, it was Trump's to lose, but you know, what do they say? A leopard doesn't change its stripes or spots or whatever. Spots. You know, yeah. it just he, he he couldn't change. He wouldn't change. Whatever the reason, uh, yeah, he he blew it. There's no doubt in my mind. But I, I, let's say, face it, America likes divided government, and if that's what we're going to have out of this, we're going to move forward with it. I just hope that this. The, the idea that so many Americans do not trust our election system, I hope we can get that straightened out before the next election, because that, that is very important. And the last thing I'm going to say, I'm going to, <clears throat> my ADD is taking over here. I just heard a report that between 50 and 100 million Americans 
are believed to have already been infected by the virus, okay? Which is, what, almost 10 times as many at cases that we have confirmed. They believe that many, many, many more people have got it. And to me, that really changes the, how we, in my mind, it changes how we should be looking at this, treating it, and talking about it if up to 100 million people have already been infected. Good point. You know, just uh, going back to what you said before, I just want to make one comment on that. A lot of the people on the on the left, you know, are, I mean, they absolutely hate President Trump. And, and they'll say, oh, I don't hate anybody. I don't hate anybody. But you look up what the definition it? of the word. strong dislike. You look up the definition of the word hate, and they hate him. And they can't concede that he did anything of value. And so, to them, you're left with the only conclusion is that the guy's a racist, a misogynist, he molests women, because they can't concede that any good could possibly be associated with him. And that's just not true. The world is far more nuanced than that. And Trump is a complex guy. I mean, yes, he's reprehensible on some levels. But on the other hand, you know, other people will testify to his charitability, his friendliness, you know, that he can, he's the kind of guy you might want to sit down and have a beer with. He loves the U.S. Yeah, he does love the USA. But I think Joe Biden does too. I'll never forget when he had the LSU football team in the in the White House there. And over you know, and it was like the kids were eaten out of his hand. I mean, and so you know, they're they're real people, you know, and they were all different, you know, races, all different backgrounds, and they were there and they loved him. And so I, I just think that when you the, the real Donald Trump, the America didn't really know the real Donald Trump. They they know what they saw and what they heard of his actions on the TV, but that really wasn't him. And and, I, and I'm proud that he was my, my president. And because he was my president, and I believe that the Republicans need to have a, 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 a wall against the Democrat left, I'm going to be sending money to Georgia so that we can win these two, when I say we, Republicans can win those two special uh, elections that are taking place for the United States Senate in Georgia. Because I'm not committed <laughs> in my belief that Donald Trump was the right guy and we need to have more Republicans to uh, carry on his legacy that he started. I think everybody's sending money to Georgia. So yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate it. All we need is call. Ray Charles to give us another chorus of Georgia <laughs> on my mind. <laughs> right. So that's going to be the probably the but, you know, most there was, expensive race ever. My wife was telling me about a panel she saw, I think it was on either CNN or MSNBC yesterday, CNN probably, where they these people, these pundits were saying that the Republicans should be penalized for their support of Trump, that they should not be allowed to get jobs, and that, the, you know, their, their behavior during this time should be really scrutinized and they should be made to suffer or be punished for how they feel. You know, and then on one hand, you have Joe Biden saying he's going to unite the country. He better start by <laughs> telling his own supporters that, you know, they're speaking some pretty hateful stuff out there. Well, we have always found vengeance to be sound government policy if, if you're making determinations. Well, bear in mind, the good book says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Okay. All right. So maybe that's not a good way to run the government. All right. Uh, uh, reader's Choice, Joe Pick off right. two of these things, and then we'll take the break. From Tom, he says, Our president has such great foresight, he knew all these predetermined voting problems were going to happen six months ago. Wake up, people! 
Thank you. Uh, Joe shouts during capital letters. Well, so that's that what that's what up. it is. I it? understand <laughs> that, but you don't necessarily have to do it quite that loud. Okay. Well, anyway. I, we have audio gain equipment that cuts it down. No, right. That's it's wonderful equipment we Go have ahead. here. Anyway. Okay. As far as being divided, we're never going to come together. The issues are too deep either on one side or the other side. I've seen in the past ones that are conservative always give it over to the liberal one through hammering, keep hammering, keep hammering on the issue we cannot lay down. We have to keep it divided because we're the ones that'll have to give up our stuff. Yeah, I'm I, certain I, see. I get that, but do well, you? <laughs> well, I think they're kind of saying that if you're a Republican, you got to stay the course. Or don't fall for any idea of uh, drawing the nation back together. And and I think this may be our fate to be split like this. Uh, I, you know, I can't imagine any one thing. Usually, some natural disaster or a big issue can draw the nation back together. So I hope that doesn't isn't the reason. But I think most Republicans have probably said, well, we don't really need the. Democrats, look, we're taking over things anyway. Uh, Biden's going to be a one-termer, and just as Governor Wolf was a, is, is going to be done soon, well, his two terms will be done shortly. Then we'll get a Republican governor in there, so then we'll get the sound leadership we want. So we don't, we don't need to draw the nation back together. We don't need any healing. But we, you know, we just need to hold on to the Democrats. All right, let's let's right, take, take the break. break. Yeah, because when we get back, I've got some interesting information here <laughs> to share with you. It's a gotcha moment. I guarantee it. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know what you have, but somebody's going to get gotcha here in a second. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We've got four open phones. Now that has We haven't had four open lines <laughs> since <Months>. July. <laughs> so call us now, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, you can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. No need to search high and low for the best holiday bargains. They're easy to find at Sunbury Motors Kia. At Sunbury Motors Kia, all prices are clearly marked with rebates and discounts. See the sticker and know the savings. SMC has 27 2021 Kia Sportages to choose from, and they start at just $23,490. Kia's all-new midsize sedan, the Kia K5, starts at only $23,746. And it's now available in all-wheel drive. And listen to this. Sunbury Motors Kia has 23 of the hot new 2021 Kia Seltos arriving this month. Reserve yours today. This small all-wheel drive crossover starts at twenty. And remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. The best holiday bargains are easy to find at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see dealer or go to Kia.com. So come January, we're going to work quickly with the Congress to dramatically ramp up health care protections, get Americans universal coverage, lower health care costs as soon as humanly possible. All right, uh, Joe Biden yesterday uh, doing a fabulous job. I'm really impressed with his news conferences. He's really doing spectacularly so, or his media appearances. I guess he took five questions. <laughs> you should be happy he took some I questions. I am, but, you know, I'm really amazed. That you're talking about his speeches and his great talks. Yes. One of his speech writers, it turns out, was John Meacham, who's been on MSNBC every morning on Morning Joe talking about how bad Trump is. He's never disclosed, Never disclosed that he wrote was writing his speeches, and when he appeared on an 
NBC panel the other day that someone said one of the Lester Holt said to him about wasn't that a good speech that the uh, vice president or the president mm-hmm. elect made and Meacham said yes it was excellent it's really presidential he wrote it <laughs> <laughs> talk about intellectual dishonesty <laughs> that's your gotcha <laughs> no my gotcha was oh, talking okay. about the uh, the voting you know the pack the fact that, that we're no longer in this country we don't vote in blocks much anymore and they talked about the inroads Trump made among Latinos and even mm-hmm. among blacks well, didn't he have like 50% of some sliver of the Hispanic vote? I mean, it was really a high percentage for a Republican candidate. He increased his percentage over the last time. Uh, 54% of the uh, of the uh, Cuban and Venezuelan Americans who have a low opinion of socialist governments voted for the president. There you go. Okay, well said. Thank you. All right, uh, we got callers standing by and another one coming in. So we'll start out with Than. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning. Uh I am always amazed at Muser's lack of reality. Uh, he definitely lives in a fantasy land. But that's not why I called. <laughs> Joe, you said it again. I do not hate Trump. He's probably a great guy. As long as I don't bring my black friends around, and as long as I don't do the things that bother him, he will. Uh, he is a man who makes dumb decisions and continues to. And I do not understand your supporting him or Muser or a lot of other people because he is obviously uh, talking about how it's everybody else's fault. Remember Truman saying the buck stops here? Boy, this is not true with Donald Trump. I do not hate him, Joe, but I do dislike deeply his decisions, which I feel are antithetical to the United States way of life. Let me ask you a we question. May I ask you, may I ask you a question? What one, name me one thing he did that harmed black people. He created a black opportunity. He created black opportunity zones. He provided uh, more uh, black criminal justice reform. He got people out of prison. He's created opportunity zones in black neighborhoods to increase their participation in the economy. So tell me what he did that harms black people. Sure, that protests. Imagination. He did that. But in reality, what was the percentage of the black vote he got? Well, I'm asking you what he did to harm blacks. You're saying you don't like it. No, no. I'm saying, how many black votes did he get? Uh, and by the way, the... But the, you're not uh, answering my what, question. You're not, you know, what? give I me one thing know. he did that harmed black people. I'm not answering your question, Joe, because it's one of your dumb questions. What's dumb about and, it? I ask well, you what he did. You're saying he harmed black people. I'm asking you exactly what he did that harmed black people. Exactly okay, what did exactly he do? Exactly what he did to harm black people. Good grief, Joe. That you are a man who is supposed to. You're ask still not answering the question, Than. You're, well, you're bloviating, but you're not answering the question. question. Let me partially it's answer the question. Let me partially answer. I don't. I don't know the whole answer, but uh, he's been blowing the dog whistle to his racist uh, base for all four years, including you know saying that there's some really fine white supremacists out there. He there's was, no he really. He made it fine crystal clear he was talking about the people of Charlotte. Not the right. not either side. You know that's another. <laughs> 
another one of the it's lies a, perpetrated by the left. Uh, what else? Saying oh, that Corey, if, you, if you're a, a white suburban no, woman, that Cory Booker's going to rezone your neighborhood. You're going to have a black man come in and rezone your neighborhood. Well, of course, you're going to have black people in your neighborhood soon if you're not careful. But you're still not answering the question. What policy did he have that harmed black people? What one policy? Just name me one. You know, that's not what we're talking about. you got to quit changing the subject. I'm we're not. That is the subject. You're saying that's he harmed Joe's people. Subject. Okay. okay. It is, if it's your subject, I'm off subject, and there's no sense of being on the phone if this is what you're going to do. I had a, I had a statement to make about hating uh, Trump, which I don't, and I don't find that Democrats do. And also, don't forget the Latinos, the 50% voted for Trump, were Cubans in southern Florida. And Venezuelans. And, and, yeah, but uh, they are not from socialist countries. They're from dictatorships. Socialist dictatorships. Socialist dictatorships. Most most dictatorships are socialist. Most socialist countries are not dictatorships. Canada's not. England's not. Germany's not. Keep going. I would hardly They're call any of them socialist. None of them are socialist countries under the strict definition. Every country has some socialist tendencies, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But there's a difference between Venezuela, where they once were the richest nation in South America, and their socialist government has now made them the panhandlers no, of the eastern... dictator did it. Joe, read the history of Venezuela. You'll find out... Oh, give, give me a good book. What good book have you written on the uh, read on the history of Venezuela, just so I know what I, what to read? Uh, actually, I have read mostly newspaper articles and books about it, and I do not remember which ones. But take a look at what take uh, study what social uh, socialism is and what dictatorships are, and there's a big difference. All right, thank and you so much. We are a socialist country like Canada, with a few exceptions. All right, thank you, Than. like it in Canada. Thank you so much, Than. Very much appreciated. One of our listeners sends us a clipping, says, Blacks still continue to be concentrated in lower sector jobs, which often do not have adequate health care or paid sick leave. The pandemic disproportionately affected blacks, which the president declined to recognize. He stopped implicit bias training that was held in uh, U.S. offices and government. Uh, criminal justice reform and policing. Black people need to know that there's no new black judges under President Trump's uh, tenure, even though there are a hundred new judges. Uh, COVID-19 and affordable health care, making sure that affordable health care uh, was available for all. Definitely. So in other words, white, white justices minimal. couldn't possibly provide justice for black people. No, I'm just saying that if we, if we think diversity and inclusion and that there's a recognition that we still have some bias to overcome, President Trump lacks that. That's all. It's just one quiver in his toolbox to use, or in so his, uh, the, his uh, quiver. 18, one roughly, arrow in his quiver that he doesn't have. That's roughly 18 percent of black men who voted for President Trump, they're too stupid to detect a racist if they see one? <laughs> Is that your opinion? Is that what your testimony no, here today? sounds like your opinion. No, the 18 percent of black males voted for the president. I don't call anybody stupid. No, but seriously, what do you think they can't recognize? If, do you think they would vote for a racist? Well, here's the, here's the rub. I, I don't know the mindset of the black man. That, you know, that's... All these dog whistles, it would pretty be pretty obvious to me if there were all these dog whistles. Certainly recognize. Well, yeah, that's the president's stick. But that's, that's 
generally recognized by everybody but you. But in any event, well, and I think you could well, probably find the minority families who would support the president because uh, we did have what he called a V-shaped uh, recovery from the uh, pandemic underway. And I think that, it, you know, jobs, if you need to have jobs, and of course, an economic recovery brings jobs. As the good listener points out, they're not uh, necessarily the top level jobs, but you need to work. So nobody wants massive unemployment in any demographic. And so I think that's probably yeah. what's what helped many African-Americans decided they did want to support provided the president. And he provided secure economic funding for the historically black colleges. All I'm saying is people on the left make it sound like the jury has already come back and convicted Trump of racism. I'm saying there's <laughs> ample evidence to me to say that this man isn't a racist. He may say some stupid stuff, you're not but he's to, not a racist. You're not supposed to wear your fox funnels on the jury, Joe. That's the real issue here. All right, we're going to take a quickie break. we got callers waiting, emails in the upper right-hand corners, and texts in the lower left. We will be right back. When it comes to car Nobody buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. We're ready. The, the world is watching what's taking place here. We're going to count all the votes. When the process is complete, there'll be electors selected. There's a process. The Constitution lays it out pretty clearly. All right, that is Mike Pompeo saying the world is watching. What a spectacle we must be. Uh, Bob, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling. Good morning. It's the subject of mail-in ballots. On the postmark dates? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, I live locally, and uh, I can actually see the post office from where I live. All my mail goes to Harrisburg, correct? Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. In the last two days, I got two letters, and I, with, with this postmark deal, I just happened to glance at it. Neither letter were canceled. I talked to my mail carrier. My mail carrier says, you are not the only one. They were, they were crossed off with a ballpoint pen. <laughs> so how, how widespread is this, maybe? So you think the equipment, did he have an idea of why, why it may have no, happened that way? No, He said they're coming through this way. Yeah, huh. lots of stamps aren't canceled. I mean, the, the machine misses the cancellation on many of them, and a lot of them don't get a postmark at all also. Well, so then if it was, my ballot was in there, it wouldn't count because it wasn't, it wasn't dated. Nope, they that's, said... That's my point. Uh, nope, in Pennsylvania, it didn't need a postmark. It just needed to arrive after the election <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah, don't... Okay, guys, but yet, that's all you, I had, but I wanted, right, just wanted if it was you. widespread. But yet the law says it has to have a date on it. No, it doesn't, no. Yes, the, it does. They, was, thro they threw out... That. I just read a story this morning that they threw out a number of ballots in Allegheny County because they didn't have a date on them, and the law says they have to be dated. And the Allegheny board voted two to one to 
to count them anyway, even though they didn't have the date as required by the statute. All right, well, that would be a major change because initially the uh, uh, the, the ruling from Bookvar was that they didn't need the dateline nor or the uh, dateline, the bypass. Uh, the, uh, the bypass. <laughs> Where are you today, Mark? <laughs> Back uh, on Fantasy Island the again. Postmark. There you go. I'm thinking <laughs> postmark. Words that have Bob. been smushed together. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Anyway, yeah, thanks, Bob. Yeah, the Bookvar Bookvar said that they didn't need the postmark at all because they knew. I'm talking about the postmark. I'm talking about the date. They have to include the date that the person filled out the ballot. Well, yeah, that's that's a separate situation. Okay, so we're arguing different topics here. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is your telephone. Read that, please. It says, Mark, do your arms ever get tired when you carry water for (laughs) Than? Joe asked him to explain his statement, and you answer for him. I guess Than can't hold his own then. Than wanted to talk about one thing, and Joe wanted to talk about something else. But I'm not sure that uh, Than would have at his fingertips the reasons, but one of our good listeners sent us a list of the many reasons that President Trump has heard African Americans. Uh, criminal justice, education, uh, well, what is that? All of them have been debunked. No, by <laughs> you, but not in reality. Uh, Trump tries to publicly take credit for the release of inmates through criminal justice reform. His administration is privately working to put those same inmates behind bars. But see, that's an opinion. He's met with people I like see. Little Wayne and others, and he, he got a lot of credit for his criminal justice reform, and it let a lot of people out of jail, but he's not getting credit for that. It's very easy to say, and Trump repeatedly took aim at African Americans during his 2016 campaign. Well, that, okay, that's, so those, those are, are opinions. opinions. Yeah, that's not a policy, really. They're not policies. Uh, Trump's and tax laws. You're reading from something our listener sent us from the Democratic Party. It's not an independent assessment of the president's behavior toward minorities. Look, it is a hit piece by the Democratic Party. If I'm going to carry a bucket of water for Than, I'm going to carry a five-gallon bucket. Are you happy? Oh, you're real. Your arms are sloshing everywhere. Oh, come on. <laughs> Dan, 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 Dan. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. I've had very interesting programs the last couple days here, as always. Well, one reason it looks like they're going to take the the vote away from President Trump is cultural Marxism. Cultural Marxism says Trump is the oppressor and minorities and anybody that don't agree with with Trump is a is a suppressor. Where, where are you getting this, Dan? I never heard this before. This is this is Marxism. This is what they teach. Who who teaches it? Karl Marx started it. He taught Karl Marx didn't even know President Trump. No, I mean, in, in general, in society, white, white, let me say it this way. Okay. It, today, in our society, white men like me, you, we're the oppressors in Marxism. We're the oppressors because we are the white men. You listen to what's been said over the years, even on this program. Who's the least liked person? Who's the least respected? Who's put down more than anybody? White men. They consider us the oppressor because they consider us racist. All the words that they use. Well, I thought Marx considered capitalists to be the oppressors, not white people in particular. Anybody who owned the means of... 
Well, I never uh, heard him say anything about white people generally. Uh, Karl Marx was a white person. Yeah, but he was enlightened. Oh. You can become, you can be a white man and be enlightened. The people, the left people on the left, that that agree with everything the left agrees with, they're enlightened. So they're not the oppressor. They're the oppressed because they identify with the uh, oppressed. So you can become enlightened, but far as on the, you listen on the radio here, you're not, you're not enlightened, Joe, and I'm not enlightened. So I'm the considered the oppressor because I don't go along with everything they say. I don't. I don't think that homosexuality is something that should be honored. I don't think we should discriminate, but I don't think it's something you should flaunt. And I don't think, you know, I don't think that the blacks are any more oppressed than the whites. Therefore, I'm not enlightened. It's just. It's like a true religion. Yeah, but Dan, nobody can nobody can argue that there has been racism in this country, and that blacks have been disproportionately disadvantaged by a lack of opportunities and a lack of care on the part of people who are supposed to be their allies. I mean, yeah, I look at the I look at the Democrats, and I think, to my way of thinking, they've taken advantage of the black people for a lot of years because they have used them. I think somewhat cynically uh, by claiming that you know they're going to do all this good stuff for them, and then when they get the chance, they don't. Even Barack. Obama, who had a, a Democratic majority for two years in uh, the first two years of his administration. He didn't make uh, racial equality a primary factor in his presidency. But he could do it because he's one of the enlightened ones whom they have you believe that he is helping them. And Trump is actually did more, like you said, Joe. Trump did more for the, for the black and Hispanic and everybody. Well, I don't know. That, I don't think he set out one of them. Dan, I think in some instances he did set out to try and help specifically minorities. But basically, I think his policies helped them because they were the right policies that created jobs and opportunities for them. High tide. Yep. Because no, not, not necessarily agree, the time. Joe, he did more. He did more for them, but he's not given credit because. He don't go along with the Marxist agenda. He's he believed like you started out saying, Marxists can't stand capitalism, and that that's one thing they held against President Trump. He he made our country work again. All right, thank Whereas you so much. President Obama said we'll never get back, and they don't want us to get back. They don't want capitalism to work because then they can't have their Marxist estate. All right, we got you, Dan. About. Thank you. That's We're going to avoid Marxism at all costs. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You bet. It's a terrible. It'll ruin our country, but it, it's sort of winning out. But I think we'll come back. All right, good. Thank I you. I think capitalism will come back. 
Thank and, you. Because this is such a great country, and Amen. we are sort of center-right. <laughs> All right, we appreciate that, Dan. Thank, thanks for calling. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, we invite you to do what I have done on many occasions. That's go What's to that? go to sunburymotors.com and build a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln to your precise specifications, but you often don't need to. They have hundreds, 200 brand-new vehicles on the lot in Sunbury. Now, they're a little low on the F-150 because I actually bought two, but I'll tell you what, uh, they are getting more in all the time, and they would just very love to super serve you, very much love to super serve you at the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, we're going to build uh, Joe, a Lincoln Navigator that's got the V10 engine in it, so it's going to have lots of power. Got a 12? Got a 12? No, I don't think oh. they have a V12. Who had a V12? I think the Jaguar had a V12. Duesenberg, I think, yeah, okay. in the day. <laughs> Back in the day. Okay, so well, yeah, that's Joe's idea of a, of a late model used car. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln MKZ. Kia, tell your ride. That's right up Joe's alley, too, because that's got an all-wheel drive, and you can get the V8 in that, and that is a lot of vehicle and a little bit of space taken. And Hyundai, of course, and Ford, uh, cars and trucks, are really, just get super served by the Sunbury Motor Company. That's the bottom line. doesn't matter whether you need a brand-new vehicle or you want to order one or you want to buy a pre-owned vehicle. Half the time, you can find egg, literally exactly what you're looking for in the pre-owned vehicles that have been through a 200-point check and quite literally are in perfect condition, ready to go. The Carfax is there to show you who the one owner was. Uh, typically somebody in our area, a lot of little old ladies who only took it to church on Sunday and garage kept. That is a real thing at the Sunbury Motor Company. That's where I got my Duesenberg. Is it? <laughs> SunburyMotors.com no need to search high and low for the best holiday bargains. They're easy to find at Sunbury Motors Kia. At Sunbury Motors Kia, all prices are clearly marked with rebates and discounts. See the sticker and know the savings. SMC has 27 2021 Kia Sportages to choose from, and they start at just $23,490. Kia's all-new midsize sedan, the Kia K5, starts at only $23,746. And it's now available in all-wheel drive. And listen to this. Sunbury Motors Kia has 23 of the hot new 2021 Kia Seltos arriving this month. Reserve yours today. This small all-wheel drive crossover starts at twenty. And remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. The best holiday bargains are easy to find at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see dealer or go to kia.com. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Do you want to read something on the screen? I will read something. Doug from Lewistown says they proclaim Trump is a racist because of a few things he has said, <laughs> even though the things he did for black people have been good. I believe Biden has said many things through the years and recently that Biden could definitely be called a racist as well. Also, if you can claim Trump is a racist because of something he said, then I could definitely call Biden a pedophile because of things he has done. There are many pictures and videos of him sniffing girls girl's hair, even touching them in a very creepy Joe kind of way. Is that pedophilia or is it just ultra-creepiness? I think just ultra-creepiness. Yeah, I don't think the guy's a pedophile. Pedophile seems a little strong. But well, He hey, even admitted that he had been inappropriate. He was apologized a while back for being inappropriate. Back to in some the day. People, okay, read this and then we'll get our call. Say, my prayers have been answered. Come January, we'll be back to the normal operation of our government. No more having to look at MAGA hats, pointless rallies filled with rants and nastiness. No more tweets full of misquotes, 
lies and misspelled words. And best of all, no more Ivanka, Jared, Don Jr., Eric, and the Donald. How sweet it will be. I have a feeling they're not going anywhere. <laughs> the president can run again. And, uh, and we had a president who did that, a guy named Grover Cleveland. Well, and Don Jr. was the heir apparent after Don Sr., so he'll be, he could still go. And Ted Cruz says he's ready, and he's Don the third, as far as I'm concerned. Eric, uh, you get your 60 seconds, and then we got another caller. I'm going to help you guys end the uh, show today on a positive note. I just returned from a wonderful veteran ceremony down here in Fort Treverton. Um, four members of, uh, I'm sorry, seven members, uh, four generations of my family attended, including my, my father, 86-year-old uh, retired Navy, um, and about 25 others in the, in the rain here watching a celebration of our veterans. So uh, just wonderful, wonderful to be American today. Are either one of you guys veterans? I'm not sure. Neither. Both of my parents okay. were, but I am not. Yep. I'm, I'm the same. I'm not a vet, but I'm a, I'll call myself a Navy brat. My dad's had 33 years in. But just God bless our veterans for their sacrifices. So I'm going to end positive today, boys. Thank you but very much. We'll talk tomorrow. We'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. All right, Mike, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yes, hi. Good morning. I just want to comment on something Dan was talking about. Um, it kind of brought up a thought. But anyway, the thought is, if you look back through history you'll see that by the vast majority of time, white guys kind of ruled the world. And they, they did it in a very militaristic way. So, I mean, I'm a white guy, I'm 70. I look at that and I think, I, I think I'm looking at it through a clear lens. And uh, while I do support women getting in, I, I, I don't think it, I, my thought is man, woman, doesn't call it. It's what their, what their thought is, what they're saying is because Take Hillary Clinton. She, a woman, obviously, but she was very militaristic. So I support people who would be, like, trying to do the greatest good for the greatest amount of people. I don't care, man, woman, what they are. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about it. You're right, and I remember always remember what Dr. King said. We should be more concerned about the content of their character than the color of their skin, and I think you can add to it their sex, their religion, you know, and even their political point of view. Or as Joe Biden says, their creed. Their creed, okay. <laughs> Whatever well, some, that is. Someday, someday, we'll, we'll, I don't know if it'll take another hundred, whatever, years, we'll get over all this uh, identity politics kind of stuff, and we'll just be looking at the person, what you know, do they... Do they uh, walk the talk or talk the walk? Whatever that saying is, they have to do. They have to do what they say they're going to do, regardless of who or what they are. All right, thank Good you so point. much. And, yeah. and that should be done democratically. And I think if we if we really had uh, capitalism, true capitalism, I'm all for that. But. I think that's kind of a mess, too. But uh, anyway, have a great day. Take right. care. Thank you so much. One of our listeners sends me a note, says it's a system of belief, principles, opinions, or laws uh, re often related to race or creed. I was looking at these numbers. You asked me earlier what, what I had, but the former vice president failed to attract a majority of his fellow Roman Catholics. Some 49% of Catholics supported the former vice president, who was a Catholic himself, up from Clinton's 44%. President Trump, a longtime Presbyterian who lay 
late last month said he now considers himself a non-denominational Christian, got 50% of support among Catholic voters, down from 52% in 2016. And Biden, who will become only the second Catholic U.S. president after John F. Kennedy, lost among white Catholics by a 15-point margin. However, that's better than Clinton's 33-point deficit. So you see, the, the demographics are shifting. You can't just say anymore that black people are going to vote for a Democrat, that Catholics are going to vote for somebody in their own religion. It's not going to happen. And suburbs are going to vote That's why I believe it's far more nuanced, and we need to realize that many people don't consider Donald Trump a racist. Maybe our caller is right. Maybe people are people, and they're not a bunch of categories. I agree with that. We're going to take this up tomorrow. We're going to have a quorum tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m., so join us. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.